This is Tom Shrewsbury with Reflections for the Covenant Network. Have you ever stopped to think what a blessing it would be to be present for an apparition of the Blessed Virgin Mary, or perhaps to be just a part of such a holy and wonderful event? When we think about such a happening, we probably first think about Lourdes or Fatima, perhaps Guadalupe, and there are a number of others much less known but recognized as real. It seems that she makes a lot of visits, and these have to be for a reason. And these are nothing new, either. The first recorded apparition of the Blessed Virgin took place way back in the year 40, and that was before her Assumption. It seems that the Apostle St. James was preaching the gospel in Spain and was disheartened by what he felt was his lack of success. So the Blessed Mother appeared to him with a small gift, asking for a church to be built in her honor, and she left a memento with him as she encouraged him to continue his efforts. Well, within the year, he had built a chapel in what is now known as Zaragoza, which houses a memento of her visit, and she's known there today as Our Lady of the Pilar which remains one of Spain's most popular pilgrimage sites. And since her visit of that time, she has been back to this planet Earth many times over the centuries. But today, I want to tell you about one of her visits in our time, in which you may not be as familiar, where one of her titles is Our Lady of Cabejo. And to do so, we must go back to November of 1981 to the continent of Africa and the village of Cabejo in the country of Rwanda. In that village, there was a Catholic girls' school, much like a boarding school, except it was very poor by our standards with no running water or electricity, and it was operated by an order of nuns. The school also had a number of Protestant students as well as several Muslim students. But for now, we'll focus on a young girl named Alphonsine, who was even poorer than most, but a happy child who attended Mass every Sunday with her mother and was very lucky to have been able to attend the school. And though she was a hard worker, her studies were difficult. It was a Saturday, November 28th of 1981. Alphonsine was filling glasses in the school cafeteria when she heard someone call her name. It sounded like it came from a nearby corridor, and she followed the sound with a great deal of apprehension. And as she did, all the laughter and voices from the dining room suddenly disappeared, and there was silence. It was then Alphonsine heard a voice that beckoned her, saying, My child. Well, lost to the sounds and space of her surroundings, she saw what appeared to be a misty white cloud in the air ahead of her. As the words were repeated again, a lady more beautiful than she had ever seen materialized from the luminous cloud. The beautiful lady drifted toward her with her feet never touching the ground. In absolute awe, Alphonsine asked, Who are you? And the lady answered, I am the mother of the word. They exchanged a few sentences, and and then the lady said, I want your friends and schoolmates to have your faith, for they do not have enough. 
She told Alphonsine that she wanted to be loved and trusted by people everywhere so that she could lead lost souls to salvation through Jesus. And then she added, Now watch as I return to heaven to be with my son. And with that, the beautiful lady disappeared into the fading mist and was gone. Alphonsine collapsed on the floor where she lay semi-conscious for more than ten minutes. She was unaware that her schoolmates had been watching her carry on the conversation with the vision. And as she regained consciousness, the screeching sound of her classmates jarred her back to reality, and she burst into tears. When she finally composed herself, she blurted out, The Blessed Mother spoke to me. Well, you could imagine the reaction of her classmates who started laughing at her and making fun of her. Perhaps the one who led the criticism the most viciously was a girl named Marie Claire, one of the most popular girls in the whole school. She led the verbal assaults, suggesting that this was her attempt to get attention and to feel important. One of the nuns intervened while warning Alphonsine of the dangers and lying about such a story. The young girl broke into tears, saying that she couldn't explain what had happened, but that it was real. She was even sent to a nurse who said she was fine, and then she was ordered to tell the student body that she lied, but she refused. The following day was the first Sunday of Advent, and in the dormitory, a group of students led by Marie Claire were taunting Alphonsine and calling her names. As the tears started to stream down her cheeks, Alphonsine saw a beautiful mist forming in the air again above her, and she immediately fell to her knees looking upward, oblivious to the mocking of the girls. Well, as the mist cleared, her heavenly mother was there again to reassure her as she said, My child, I love you. Never be afraid of me. Play with me. I love children who play with me. No child should ever fear his or her mother, and I am your mother. You should always love me as I love you. And then she was gone. When Alphonsine regained her composure, Marie Claire was there tormenting her as usual. Well, the apparitions were to continue in the dormitory on Saturdays throughout December, and Marie Claire's anger increased. She was even encouraged by a priest to torment Alphonsine until she confessed that the story was false. Alphonsine even prayed that her heavenly visitor would appear to someone else to prove she was telling the truth. The number of apparitions was increasing, and after every visit, Alphonsine would be, well, she would relay the messages she had received, pray the rosary every day, just like the message of Fatima, and she was to tell Alphonsine that the world was in a bad way with hatred and sin, and the world needed to change. Alphonsine was also given messages for the leaders of the country to love one another and to be fair to each other. Well, storm clouds were beginning to develop between two groups in the country, and, and Alphonsine begged for the leaders to be fair, kind, and, and to be understanding. 
And then on Tuesday, January the 12th in 1982, the Lady of Cabejo made another visit, but this time to someone else. 17-year-old Anathalie was a member of the Legion of Mary, devout in her faith, and, and prayed the rosary every day, and was recognized as one of the most pious girls in the school. In the early evening, as she visited the chapel, accompanied by several other girls, as she started to lead them in prayer, she suddenly felt strange. Her heart was racing, and the chapel suddenly appeared dark. She blinked her eyes, and as she opened them, there was a distant light that was providing a kind of illumination. She no longer saw her friends, and she seemed to be in the midst of blinking lights, and she began to cry. Well, the light became brighter, and she heard a voice coming from the light saying, I am sad because I have sent a message, and no one will listen to my words as I desire. Your tears are a punishment, not because you have sinned against me, but to serve as a reminder that I can punish those who choose to ignore my messages. My child, you must pray for the world as in a horrible way. People have turned from the love of God and the love of my son Jesus. She she gave Anathalie a glimpse of her future, and she said, So many souls are running to ruin that I need your help to turn them back to my son. She added, As long as you are on this earth, you have to contribute to the salvation of souls. If you will work with me, I shall give you a mission to lead those lost souls back from the darkness. If you accept this mission, you must also accept all the suffering I send you with joy, love, and patience. No one goes to heaven without suffering. At the conclusion of her visit with Anathalie, the Blessed Mother told her to open the book by Thomas Akempis, The Imitation of Christ, and to read the first words she saw. Well, after a period of time, Anathalie began to emerge from a trance-like state, similar to that experienced by Alphonsine, surrounded by a number of other students and nuns. And like Alphonsine, she would begin to experience a series of heavenly visits with special messages. Oh yes, she opened the book by Thomas Akempis, and the first things her eye saw was the phrase, the things of this world are short-lived, but heaven's wealth is eternal. While news of the Blessed Mother's appearances moved through Rwanda like lightning, energizing the faith of countless Christians from peasants to the religious. As you can imagine, if Marie Claire was angered by Alphonsine claiming to have been visited by the Blessed Mother, well, you can easily visualize the rage caused by Anathalie's visions. Marie Claire was so upset that she personally called on the bishop to enlist his aid in the battle she intended to wage. The bishop told her he was aware of what was happening and that the situation was being closely monitored. 
Marie Claire was livid. In fact, she was so incensed at the thought that the two girls were in cahoots to hoodwink the bishop that she was motivated even more to prove that everyone was being fooled by deception. And to make the situation even more explosive, local news medias were covering the reported apparitions, and many people were using handheld recording devices to taped the one-way conversations of the girl as they spoke to the Blessed Mother. Well, Marie Claire was going to make certain that the record was made straight and the girls exposed as frauds. In fact, she had become so hostile that one of the priests, who had earlier encouraged her to to, uh, attack Alphonsine, cautioned her not to be so vitriolic and to tone down her personal attacks. However, she had become so angry that she had no intention of stopping her attacks, and it would take a a miracle for her to stop. Well, it was now the 1st of March in 1982. The two girls were still receiving heavenly visits. As you can imagine, Marie Claire was again beside herself. March 1st was a day of school, and Marie Claire was walking in the garden by school when she suddenly felt lightheaded and then fainted. As she seemed to be regaining her consciousness, she expected to see the sunlight. However, instead, she realized that she was in darkness. Feeling lost in some weird space, she was suddenly aware of the most violent smells that sickened her, smells like she had never experienced, smells perhaps like rotting flesh. The school was nearby and she ran for the building, and as she raced inside, the smells instantly stopped and daylight returned to her vision. She found she was in the chapel and her clothes were wet. It appears she was found unconscious and brought into the chapel where a nun had splashed holy water on her. No one could explain what had happened. She went to her room badly shaken and later in the evening started to write her mother that she wanted to come home. But then she lapsed into unconsciousness again. This time, strange voices were speaking to her, raspy voices that seemed threatening and and evil, remarking that more of them were coming for her, all of this with threatening phrases, and then suddenly she was awake again. Only she wasn't in her room, she was back in the chapel, surrounded by a number of her classmates, including Alphonsine, who knelt beside her and handed her a little statue of Our Lady of Lourdes, telling her that it would protect her from the evil ones. The following day, Alphonsine recognized that she was about to receive another apparition and went to the chapel, followed by the nuns and a a very angry Marie Claire. Inside the chapel, Marie Claire again had the feeling of lightheadedness and that she was about to faint. And fearing those evil ones were returning, she was, well, instead she found herself in a beautiful place with beautiful colors of every hue that made her feel at peace. And then she heard her name being called. Not knowing what to expect, she was on guard and perhaps a bit hostile as she spun around and a voice that had the beauty of a song spoke to her. Never be afraid of your mother. With a trembling voice, Marie Claire explained she was afraid the devils of the night before had returned and then she was told 
they will not frighten you again. Marie Claire realized that she was in the presence of the mother of God who asked her to sing. She explained she didn't have a good voice and then realized her enemy, Anathali, was there beside her. And the two enemies joined in a song of praise to the amazement of about 30 students who were now watching. Well, perhaps the biggest surprise was when Marie Claire declared that she too had been visited by the Blessed Virgin Mary. As you would expect, this was a life-altering experience for Marie Claire, who begged for forgiveness for her treatment of Alphonsine and Anathalie. And what is even more surprising is that her entire character and personality changed overnight, and she would become kind, thoughtful, and holy for the rest of her life, as she also became the recipient of special visits from the Blessed Virgin Mary herself who referred to Marie Claire as the cherished of the Blessed Mother. The Blessed Mother told the girls that she would visit each one in the courtyard of the school on March 25th, and it was her wish that all the students be present, and she would visit with each of the three girls at that time, and that everyone should kneel down and pray the rosary during the apparitions, and if they did... She promised that for the next six years, every student would graduate. And incidentally, that is exactly what happened. Something very rare, but she kept her word. Well, as you can imagine, the word of Cabejo and its special visitor was known throughout Rwanda, and thousands were coming to pray and be a part of the apparitions that were to continue with the girls receiving different and special messages, and particularly warnings. People came in droves, not to mention representatives of the bishop and from as far away as Rome, but as expected, the diocese and the church was silent, but the nuns in the school were fast becoming believers as the special visions of Alphonsine, Anathalie, and Marie Claire continued, and the numbers of people present reached as high as 10,000. This was big news in Rwanda, but most people in the rest of the world were unaware of what was happening there. With the lack of transportation, many people would walk days to Cabejo to be present for these special visits, and there were no motels or fast food restaurants along the way. As the girls would go into their trances for their heavenly visits, they were examined, they were pinched, prodded, had their hair pulled, had their skins stuck by pins, and on several occasions had needles pushed until their fingernails were uh, pushed into their fingernails during the apparitions. But, but these acts had no effect on them, and they didn't feel them at all. Nothing nothing could distract them from their heavenly visitor. The messages were many. They were for Rwanda, but they were also for the whole world. Marie Claire would often voice the Blessed Mother's worry about the salvation of souls of her children and would repeat over and over again a message for the world. Repent, repent, repent. 
It's interesting to note that at the end of the apparitions, the girls would each collapse and have to be helped away to uh, be unable to stand. And Alphonsine explained that the Blessed Mother gave them strength, but when she left, all their strength was gone and they needed help. In March of 1982, Alphonsine was told that she would be taken on a special journey and to give definite instructions that she was not to be buried and that she was not dead. And she also wrote a note of explanation to the bishop who had set up a commission to investigate all aspects of the apparitions. Well, this sounded strange, and when Alphonsine failed to show up for dinner, a nun went up to her room to check on her and found her unresponsive and actually thought her dead. Her pulse rate was unbelievably low, as was her blood pressure. Her oxygen level was only enough to barely sustain life. Six men tried to lift her, but were unable and then after 18 hours, she regained consciousness, saying that she had been shown places of life after death, which she would describe in great detail. But perhaps the most important of the visions was when later Alphonsine was experiencing an apparition. She screamed in horror and burst into tears, seeing the images before her of gushing blood, mutilated dead bodies piled high without being buried, all kinds of horrors taking place in the streets as her beautiful visitor shed tears of sorrow. Alphonsine was told, the world is on the verge of catastrophe. If you don't take refuge in God, where will you go to hide? The people had received a warning, but they ignored it and did what they wanted. But in the next decade, the Houthi tribes in Rwanda organized a horrible war that killed about 800,000 Tutsi tribes people, mostly with machetes. And horrors of every kind were inflicted on the Tutsi people, and there, were, there was indeed a river of blood exactly as Alphonsine had been shown, and her visions were accurate to the most minute detail. And then they were accepted by everyone from peasants to the Pope, and the Church finally approved the apparitions of the three girls. There were other visionaries, too, whose stories were amazing, and perhaps they, too, someday may be accepted. But the heavenly visits of Our Lady of Cabejo to Alphonsine and Nathalie and Marie Claire have been approved as valid and worthy of belief. Alphonsine has since become a cloistered nun, and Nathalie has remained in Cabejo, where she promised the Blessed Mother to stay and help bring souls to God. And Marie Claire, well, she died in the genocide that was predicted by the Blessed Mother. The stories surrounding Our Lady of Cabejo are so many, and I've only been able to mention just a few but perhaps the most important message from Our Lady of Cabejo was the same message given at Fatima when she said, Do not offend God anymore, because he is already too greatly offended. Maybe, just maybe, that might be something to remember. This is Tom Shrewsbury with Reflections for the Covenant Network.